0: Hey there, this is Christian McAllister. Today we will be embarking on our second half of this 60-day devotional journey through the book of John. We will be picking it up in John chapter 11, verse 30. Let's dive in. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, See how much he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Before we start unpacking this passage of scripture, let's give it a bit more context and detail so we can really get into the moment of these events. At this point in time, a lot of people wanted Jesus dead and had tried to arrest him, detest him, and totally derail every sermon or good news he ever delivered. Through this podcast, we have heard about several instances of Jesus doing miraculous things and causing many to believe in him. We have also seen many of those around him, the Pharisees, for example, see him as a threat and need him out of their way. So if we back up to the beginning of John chapter 11, Jesus receives word from two of his followers and friends, Mary and Martha, that their brother, Lazarus, also a friend of Jesus, is sick and dying. Jesus' response to this was that Lazarus' sickness would not be fatal, but an occasion to showcase God's glory. Then they wait for two days before they leave. When Jesus decides to head to Lazarus, the disciples think he's crazy because everyone wants him dead. It'll be suicide. But Jesus offers some encouragement to them, tells them of Lazarus' death, and then they leave. I want to pause for just a moment to point out something oddly cool here. No one told Jesus Lazarus had died. He just knew. What he was told was Lazarus was sick. And we can assume he waited those two days for Lazarus to die so that raising him up would do just like he said and glorify God. So where today's reading picks up, we see the fully human Jesus upset over Lazarus' death, even though he knows that he himself, fully God Jesus, will be raising him to life again. So, we see Jesus arrive on the scene and Mary greets him by saying, Where were you? You could have fixed this and Lazarus would be alive. Jesus gets angry and upset at the sight of all the people mourning. He weeps himself over the loss of a loved one, one he did have the power to keep from dying, which I imagine all would have preferred, if it was the Father's will to do so. Jesus makes a bit of a scene, making sure all hear him as he asks for the stone to be rolled away. He thanks God for listening to his hurts and hearing his cries. Then he calls Lazarus out, and out Lazarus comes, alive. This is one of my favorite stories of Jesus. We get to see a gritty, raw humanness from him that oftentimes we forget even existed, and it's kind of doing this sort of teeter-totter back and forth with the perfect godly Jesus with a master plan. I think it is important for us to remember that Jesus was fully man as well as fully God, not just one or the other or God trapped in a man's body. He felt pain, experienced loss, and even cried. If that doesn't show us that it is totally okay to cry, I don't know what does. Speaking of crying, I am a crier. I cry at movies and TV shows uh, this year on my birthday, my girlfriend surprised me after a long day of work, and you guessed it, I cried. <laughs> Happy tears, of course. But, the last time I can say I wept was actually a year ago today, when I found out a friend of mine had lost his fight with cancer. We will call him Billy. Billy was a friend whom I loved, a joy to be around always smiling and always laughing and joking he shined a light for Jesus and when I got the news I broke fell to my knees and sobbed for several hours such a treasure of a human just simply no longer here he would never get married never have kids he would never even reach the age of 25 but even through the hurt and tears God did a work in me and God was still moving around me. I went to Billy's funeral and I was blown away at the amount of people that were there who Billy had impacted and shared his Christ-glorifying lifestyle with. Even through such a tragic thing, God moved. My point here is sometimes our humanness does not understand what God is doing or why things suck sometimes, why people die, or why bad things happen to good people. But, God is trustworthy and a lot smarter than we are, so we can lean into His will and trust He knows what's up. All the while, we can cry and grieve when we need to, and our Abba Father will hear us and be present amidst that. It is okay to feel, to grieve, to lament, even when we know God has the victory and has a grand plan that ends in heaven and eternity with Jesus. It is perfectly fine for us to cry when we hurt. It won't change the goodness of God. But what is important to remember out of all of this is Jesus, knowing Lazarus would die, dealt with the pain of losing his friend by being obedient to his father's will and then following through on it to bring glory to his name. A lesson I find in this is pursue God's will and obey it with the intention of it all bringing glory and praise to Him, as well as knowing that when we cry out in agony, God always hears us as He heard Jesus. So, as I pray to wrap this up today, would you take a look at your life and see where God is moving among the grief? Would you listen for what God is maybe saying to you? And ultimately, ask God what He wants you to do about it. Abba Father, we thank you for always hearing us. We thank you that you are a God who is present with us in the bad days, in the grief and mourning, in the times of loss. Would you speak to us today, show us how to lean into your will and let go of our own. Help us to have the endurance to go through death and despair in order to reach the glory you have on the other side of the dark valleys we may walk through and inspire us to seek after you, to chase the light and the darkness through all of our days. We love you. Amen. Have a great day. Peace.